0: Hey this is Dan and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like and trust. I hope you find the information really useful and if you need legal help that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. Sadly in 2020 there were 182 Australian workers killed while carrying out duties in the workplace. Unfortunately, it can be the case that family members are unaware of their legal rights in relation to claiming compensation. To find out more, today I'm with compensation lawyer Tim Driscoll from Bilby Pod and Costello. Tim, what are the legal rights in these circumstances?
1: Yes, uh, the, uh, the rights available um, uh, 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 can be summarised as follows. Uh, firstly, there is what's called the death benefit which is apportioned uh, by an order of the Personal Injury Commission to all um, persons uh, who were dependent upon the deceased or likely to be dependent upon the deceased moving forward, um, that figure is quite substantial um, and uh, is increased periodically um, throughout uh, uh, the uh, process of, uh, of, the, uh, of the workers' compensation scheme. There's also um, uh, the right to um, uh, compensation with respect to uh, burial and transference of of the deceased's uh, remains uh, to its last resting spot, Um, and that uh, is capped at, I believe, $15,000 at the moment. Um, The other right that is available uh, comes from um, uh, the uh, view that... uh, minor children who are dependent upon or were dependent upon the deceased at the time of passing uh, would, would need uh, further compensation uh, for the day-to-day living and other expenses to which would have been um, uh, paid for by the deceased. So there is, in addition, uh, a week-to-week payment that is made uh, up at, until their uh, full-time um, Uh, schooling is finished which could be for example at the end of their high schooling or if they choose to proceed through to tertiary education uh, through to that point in which they uh, finalize full-time study in that atmosphere.
0: Tim, does a successful claim depend on whether or not there was negligence in the workplace that led to the uh, person's death?
1: No, not at all. All that has to be established is that uh, the uh, a deceased worker was uh, a worker for the purposes of the legislation at the time of their passing, and that their employment was uh, what's described as being uh, the uh, material cause um, for their um, their passing. There's no need to prove fault. There's no need. To Prove any kind of negligence or or any sort of inadvertence by uh, the employer Uh, it's it's simply just an inquiry as to whether uh, work was um, a material or substantial or main cause uh, for the passing.
0: Tim does the amount of compensation uh, rely on factors like you know uh, the amount of money that that person was earning at the time, and potentially the money, the amount of money that would be lost uh, into the future.
1: Ordinarily, not um, the uh, the amount of the um, death benefit, for example, um, and indeed all of the entitlements are set in stone in the legislation. Um, the, the date of the death of the uh, deceased worker is the um, the, the, uh, the relevant date to determine what that figure is and then it is apportioned accordingly to all the dependents. So no, n- none of those considerations come into it at all. Uh, it is um, a very, in some ways, a simple equation of looking at the, the time of the passing of the deceased worker.
0: And what about the length of time it actually takes to have uh, the funds released under uh, this sort of head of compensation?
1: Well, it's all dependent upon um, whether liability is accepted by the relevant insurer. Um, But uh, in the normal uh, type of case where there's no controversy um, in in that area then um, you're looking at probably um, three to four weeks, I would say, after the uh, orders are made by the Personal Injury Commission. So it's a very quick turnaround because obviously um, there are uh, normally substantial financial pressures on the family which, um, which the insurer would uh, most certainly like to uh, uh, see um, uh, relieved or alleviated by um, prompt payment.
0: Tim, what about the definition of a worker? I'm thinking in the context of people who may well be self-employed and whether or not in those circumstances uh, the loved ones are actually able to claim compensation.
1: Well, um, they, they can shift depending upon the, the structure of the business that uh, that the uh the person is involved in and so obviously sole traders um, uh, are both technically employer employee of themselves so um, the the availability of workers compensation insurance or the requirement perhaps to have workers compensation insurance uh, is 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 actually uh, uh, zero um, but most times you'll see that when there is a an organisation in which uh, they employ people or there is uh, what's described as a deemed worker um, for the purposes of the legislation, then workers' compensation is, in fact, mandatory. Um, But from the perspective of an injured worker uh, in circumstances where they are uh, outside of that sole trader circumstance, they are, in fact, covered, irrespective of whether their employer... Did the right thing and take out that relevant insurance.
0: Tim, what about time limits? I mean, we talk about time limits in every other facet of compensation law, but do they apply in this circumstance?
1: Look, there, there are time limitations in relation to bringing a claim, uh, but uh, ordinarily what you will find is that uh, uh, an insurer will proactively uh, engage with the injured uh, family. Uh, or there will be uh, a prompting at certain points throughout the inquiry by SIRA into the passing of the deceased worker, which will enable uh, the time limits to be easily met. Um, You really do obviously need to see a lawyer as soon as possible to ensure that that there isn't any issue with time limitations because they are there, Um, but... um, uh, Indeed, there is a lot of uh, uh, relaxing of those rules, considering the nature of the uh, circumstances.
0: Now, I know, at Bill B. Pollen costello uh, you and your colleagues at the firm have handled many of these types of cases, and it does emphasise the importance of getting the right legal help uh, in these types of serious compensation claims.
1: Mm, oh, absolutely. I mean, uh you really do need to have uh, a lawyer that has uh, uh, quite a lot of experience in these kind of matters because uh, it is a very uh, specialised area of compensation. It's uh, really something that uh, uh, needs that um, uh, tender loving care, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, because it is a substantial amount of money that is in, in issue. And there are a lot of pitfalls um which uh, if you uh, went to a lawyer without the experience may uh, may be pitfalls which you fall into so it it is i would say almost critical that you do engage a law firm such as billby connell Costello lawyers uh, who deal with these matters quite regularly
0: tim thanks for joining me
1: thank you very much
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle LawByDan or simply drop by LawByDan.com. Thanks.